Without further ado, we're back with the Burgundy Blogcast for another season of Burgundy Blogcast. Brent from Burgundy Blog and Hayes from Sports Channel 8 here to talk about the Redskins. Fill in the blank because I don't remember the exact score because the Eagles got another score late. But let's just call it a loss to the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles in week one. Uh, let's start with the important things. Brent, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Hayes. I'm, I'm so glad to have you back on the blogcast at long last. We've really missed you. Ratings have been down. Um, yeah, yeah you, know, you say listeners, that. Listeners have been clamoring for more DHPIV. Yeah, you say that, but you look real comfortable doing um, bumper blogcasts with, uh, with Matram. So I wasn't exactly feeling like I was being called back. In fact, I felt more being pressured because you were doing so well with Matram, just cranking out great content, that I had to go out and buy another phone just to adapt to this bumper's technology that we are now using. But, uh, but I appreciate your commitment. Um, and investing in the new equipment. But come on, Matram, that guy's an amateur. <laughs> I wish. But jealousy was a good motivator. Uh, you, you've been talking this bumpers game up for every year, and finally you were like, eh, you know what? You don't have to get an iPhone. I'll just use someone who does. So here I am. I am back. And we've got some obvious questions. Uh, we'll talk about the overreaction. We'll talk about uh, quarterback play for Cousins, and we'll talk about people talking about quarterback play. But let me start with this week one. After a loss, uh, and even before this game, but now that you've had one game and a whole preseason to see them, let me ask a simple question. Are the Redskins better this year than last year? Ugh. It's hard to say yes right now. I, I thought that they, you know, coming in, coming into the season, even, even after that ugly preseason, I thought that they should be, you know, similar and maybe a little bit better because I believed and still do that the defense is improved. And supposedly that was – the Achilles heel. Uh, but man, somehow we lost our offense. I don't really know how to explain it. So I, I mean, you know, again, a- after, after looking at it today, I mean, you, you have to, you'd have to make some assumptions and, and, um, and it would be a little bit optimistic to say that it's going to end up better this year. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go ahead and be correct. It was a 30 to 17 uh, season opening loss. Again, a little bit deceiving. It was a close game late, uh, but, but the Eagles put one up on the board. Uh, go, looking specifically at this game, did they try and pass too much? Um, <laughs> man, it already sounds like last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, they, they clearly didn't have the balance that they wanted, or that that they, you know, fans or players or coaches wanted. I mean, I, I didn't, I I didn't see the numbers, but um, you know, they couldn't get anything going on the ground. I think Rob Kelly had thirty yards, and, yep. and Cousins had thirty yards himself. Uh, Cousins actually did make some some nice plays with his legs, uh, both on and off schedule, uh, which is one of the few bright spots. But, um, you know, there's no question they found themselves forced to rely on the pass far too much uh, in the fourth quarter, as as per usual. Um, all right. Speaking more on the, on the passing game and the offense looking not great in general, uh, I know you had talked about. You know, if, if if you had asked me to sit down and write out who the wide receivers were, I would have been able to name uh, most of them for the Redskins. But I don't think I fully grasped that Terrell Pryor was the number one wide receiver going in. Am I right? Is he listed as wide receiver number one? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously listed as a starter on the depth chart. And I mean, in in, in most ways, he sort of fits the, 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 the more prototypical uh, number one wide receiver, uh, you know, yeah, he's Bill. Big. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, 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 can run, he can run the whole tree. And he's big, and he can, you know, he can he can be sort of a possession guy, and also sort of a deep guy. So I mean, in theory, he's wide receiver one. But is he like the number one priority target for Kirk Cousins right now? Definitely not. I mean, it's it's definitely either the tight end Jordan Reed 
or you know maybe the slot guy Jamison Crowder it's pretty clear that he's more comfortable with both of them but they were they were really in spite of some chemistry problems that have persisted into the regular season now um, Cousins was definitely trying to feed Pryor I think he got 11 targets I'm pretty sure he led in targets who Crowder um, no no Pryor yeah I think I think he had six catches but they're, they're definitely trying to get him the ball I just don't think that that's where Cousins feels most comfortable um, so I, but to my bigger point, I guess, just in looking at it, when I saw them roll out there and that's who they rolled out, yeah. uh, it's, you know, not that I felt like this, you know, Deshaun Jackson, there always a question of whether or not he was really, really a top end wide receiver or just a really fast guy who, you know, had, had a chance to stretch the field every time and same with Pierre Garcon, there was nothing about him that jumped out of like, man, you gotta have Pierre Garcon. But all of a sudden, when I just look at the lineup of, of, uh, past catchers, it looks a lot less form- formidable this year uh, for Washington, and I wonder if that's a, a a concern you share as somebody who's obviously followed the team more in the preseason and stuff. Like I, it, again, I, I uh, folks who are new to the podcast will learn I am stationed <laughs> here in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, home of former Redskins country, until we got a team of our own, and I often make references to the other. Uh, team that uh, that I follow closely, the Carolina Panthers. But there were times where, you know, just the dudes that they were trotting out around Cam Newton, you were like, man, this just doesn't look like an NFL crop of wide receivers. Yeah. And as much as Jamison Crowder was a above average, just excelled at that slot position at the third wide receiver, you know, now that everybody's stepping up one man or in some cases two men more than they, they were last year, uh, I just wonder if, if this is a – you know, an NFL caliber set of pass catchers outside of Jordan Reed, who I know you have questions about durability. Well, I'll tell you, Hayes, it's refreshing that you are somehow oblivious to the suffocating narrative of the Redskins wide receiver changes. All right, good. Uh, But, uh, you know, certainly that's been um, much, much discussed and worried about. And, you know, there's this kind of, I mean, I think the gist is that on potential alone prior and then uh, last year's first rounder, Josh Doxson have, possibly as much talent or even more between them than the combination of Deshaun Jackson and Garcon did. However, you know, you lose a ton of experience. And, yep. You know, Deshaun Jackson, it's, it's, there's no question he's far more than just a fast dude. He's one of the all-time deep threats in NFL history. Yep. And then and Garcon was just a, a super reliable, successful Redskin for many years. So it was, it was a huge loss. To, to either, either one of them would have been a big loss. And, and losing both at the same time was, in fact, the first time any team has ever lost. 2,000 yard receivers um, in the same offseason. So, like, that sucked. But, you know, that there was a lot of, of hope and optimism prior, you know, in his first season as a receiver last year. He got, had 1,000 yard receiving with some sucky quarterbacks in Cleveland. And then Doxon, you know, has all this talent that they drafted him on. And in practice, he's really been showing out when he's been healthy. So, it's just like the problem is we're, we're clearly not realizing our potential at this point at all. And, and it's like very, you know, seems very obvious now that it's, it's just not – if it's going to click, it's going to take a little while. Yep. Was the defense overall pretty good? Uh, you know, giving up 30 points looks bad, but there's a couple turnovers there that uh, contributed to it. Was the defense overall, you know, passing so, grade? Or yeah, the number's yeah, misleading because, them, yeah. you know, Philly, Philly put up 30, but first of all um, – Seven of those, or eight, eight of those, I guess, actually came on their their late defensive touchdown, which yep. was controversial. And then on top of that, the um, you know the Redskins defense scored a touchdown of their own. So it's really like if you look at sort of net balance, you can right, really right, blame right. the yeah, Redskins exactly. defense exactly. for like 15 points here. And um, you know, I would say the biggest bone I have to pick, um, which we're going to be hearing about, you know, on the radio all week, is that um, on third down the defense still was not good. They're, the um, they gave they they allowed more than 50 percent of 
of, of the uh, third downs to be converted by the Eagles, I think, and including several third and longs. So that was like, you know, the major hang up that everyone had last year. So that is disappointing. And, you know, they really, they really need to get that cleaned up. But otherwise, like uh, one, one, you know, probably to me, the biggest bright spot of the game, which was in most ways extremely disappointing, um, was that the front seven was, was pretty um, regularly able to generate pressure. Now, it didn't turn into as many sacks as they would have wanted. There was like a ton of plays where Carson Wentz was almost in the grasp oh my God. three times. The I one mean, with was, Zach Brown, the play was called yeah. perfectly, and he came and just, just got you know yeah. worked by freaking Carson Wentz. Wentz was magic today. I mean, I, he, he impressed me a lot. He's, he's, he uh, does look like he'd be a good, good QB down the road for sure. He's gotten or, pretty sophisticated. Yep. He, he made so many plays with his feet and then his arm, and so – um, but, you know, they, the Redskins hurried him a lot, uh, way more than I recall them doing, at least on average, last year. So that, that was good. They were getting to him. They just couldn't quite bring him down. And I think he's, you know, he, he's a big dude and, and agile, and he's going to prove over the course of the season that he is, in fact, tough to bring down. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know how to, how to grade him on that. But, um, I, you know, so I like that they got pressure. I don't like that they, they still weren't so good on third down. And overall, in terms of points, like the, the defense pitched a game they should have been good enough, and the offense definitely let them down. Yep. Um, all right, we got to get to Brent's notes soon because there are copious Brent's notes. I think uh, <laughs> maybe we need to start working on our uh, you know midseason. I was editing. feeling myself. It's been so long. Maybe we should be editing some of the notes, but that's okay. That's okay. Uh, we've got to throw <laughs> one question the way of the quarterback. Uh, I saw you sort of stirring the conversation in the direction of, uh, well, I'll just put it this way. How do you separate – you know, legitimate criticism of Kirk Cousins in the way he performed at a game from just the nonstop conversation that has been whether or not Kirk Cousins belongs with the Redskins for the, the, the future. Um, and, and I right. saw, again, you addressing some of that on Twitter. is like, look, we cannot do this. Every game can't be a contract referendum. But right. how, do you, how do you separate the two, the criticism from how he played versus whether or not he should be getting the contracts he's getting? Well, first of all, I am utterly powerless against that force. I mean, it, 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 at least mean, on, on, so, no, on social media, you have, you have no, no, every play, every, every single no, – you, you, you're too kind. You flatter <laughs> me. That every single play is on social media a contract referendum. And it's like <laughs> – It's amazing. You know, he, unfortunately, he barely did anything good today that gave the, the pro-cousins camp a reason to um, you know, feel justified. But uh, you know, every, every bad play he made, it was just like, you know, see y'all, this is what I've been saying for two and a half years, <laughs> you know, I mean, every tweet, a million mentions. And so it's, it's very painful and it's going to be, you know, if he doesn't turn around, he's got about one week to turn around or the whole thing could get very ugly. Wow. And by the week. way, well, I've been, yeah, I mean, I, I've been saying, you know, f- tweeting and saying on my little solo stuff recently, you know, it's like, if, if this turn, like if he, if he, if he goes, if they start one and two and he looks bad in all three games, like I, he's, he's going to lose pretty much everybody and it's just like it will sour the whole thing i mean the season could go south really fast i think that there's enough talent here you know for if things break right 10 wins but like if if it starts badly it will not bounce back i mean there's just he under the weight of um you know the contract pressure and the and, and just you know fans are so divided on him but anyway i don't know how to answer your question i don't know how to separate the two things i i don't want um, and I say this as a guy who's been very clearly, obviously, and publicly pro Cousins contract, certainly not thinking that he's, you know, clearly um, or, or even possibly in the, the, the top tier of quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I'm aware that he's not. He's he's not a consistent player. He has, you know, we, we talked about it last year, Cuzbones, you know, major Cuzbones. Can't, can't wait. I, saw, I was laughing when I saw him commit one today. 
So, I mean, it's there. And you know he's going to put up some stinkers. Since, so today was one of them. And now does that – am I saying, like, who cares how good he plays? You definitely got to sign him. I'm obviously not saying that. Certainly if he, you know, if he regresses, I'll have to – I'll be forced to update my opinion and possibly concede that, you know, it was good that they didn't sign him. However, you know, right now it's like what was today? Today was a very bad game by him, awful, with at least one totally inexcusable mistake. Um, and so I'm certainly not going to try and defend one bit of that. But, you know, he started badly last year and ended up with a pretty good year overall. So you got to give him a few more games to sort of see how this goes. It's just that, like, after a lot of type and, or a lot of hype, and I'm not saying he put it on himself, but, you know, it's his third year as a starter. He really was certainly taking, you know, every opportunity to say, like, I'm, I'm, I'm rededicating myself in this, this, and this, and the other way. And, you know, we expected some progress. Certainly I did. And I think it's reasonable that he, to, to expect that he'll, he'll show it. But, I mean, he didn't show it at all today. He looked very bad. He just, yeah. he just, he just looked like basically rookie cuz today. And it's like, you know, is it that there's a new offensive coordinator? Is it that he lost his top two receivers? What is it exactly? But he didn't look like himself. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure we'll hit on some more specific criticisms or praises, probably more criticisms, of the quarterback play and the play of others as we get to the famous Brent's notes. Again, there are a lot of them. I'm going to encourage uh, Brent in the future to maybe cut down <laughs> on them, but we'll, we'll mow through these as we can. <clears throat> Let's start out. Suggestion noted and rejected. And I need to get back into midseason form and actually learning the numbers of the Redskins players. I will say – Oh, I did all numbers. You're not going to know any of these. That's all right. That's part of the fun. Uh, I will say I committed to this broadcast in an extra way this year by drafting multiple – Redskins players for my fantasy team in a move that I immediately regret. So yeah, I we'll advised see. against that. And, we'll see um, how that works out, but it's good for the broadcast, so I'm down with it. Um, all right, eleven deep incompletion to start. Prince's yeah. son and Very, eleven converts three eleven dart. I'm going right. to say both those. Very first offensive play of the game was uh, which I like, and 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 I, the 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 thing that immediately occurred to me is that they were setting this up by literally never throwing deep to Terrell Pryor a single time in the preseason. Um, and so on the very first offensive play, they just opened it w- way up and, and gave him a go route, and, and Cousins just launched it. And uh, did you see this, Hayes? You, you I, mi- I actually thing. missed the start of the game. I, mi- they, I watched about three quarters of the game. Pryor had a couple steps on his dude, and if the, you know, the, it, it wasn't a bad throw, but he, he did not see the ball at any point in its arc. He did not, he did not know where the ball was or, or that it had been thrown when it was. And so he was like running around like a blind zombie, and it just sort of landed a few yards away from him. Um, and so, you know, it was, it's just, I thought it was interesting that Gruden sort of off the bat, um, you know, decided was like, I'm just, I'm just going for all of it right here. I kind of like that. And it was definitely played off of the fact that they never showed that in the preseason, but it was kind of like a harbinger of this just failed chemistry that there was going to be the whole game. Do you think it was really that intentional that during the preseason, they were like, guys, 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 we're going to set this up. Yeah. Never run prior. Deep. I totally so think so. All Absolutely. the tape they yeah. look at, one of the mantras they'll be saying is, never worry about uh, prior deep. He's always going to break off the route just so they can set up a big bang. Interesting. Yeah. All yeah. right, and then converts to th- uh, third. So, like, right at, a couple plays later, it was third and third and long. It might have been third and 11. And um, Cousins threw a really nice pass to him just across the sticks, and they converted. And it was like, okay, all right, good. So, we – you know, you're kind of feeling like maybe maybe they can still do this short to middle range kind of thing. It was it was a nice it was a nice play, um, and then and then there weren't more many more of them afterward. And then cause a brutal near pick on a third eleven. Yeah, he just had a a pick on that very first series right after that, or a ball that absolutely should have been picked and wasn't. Twenty four is that my same number he wore in Carolina? Yeah. Josh Norman near pick. Yep. Yeah, he had a um, 
he was running stride for stride with I, I might have been Torrey Smith. I had somebody in the end zone. He almost picked, a, uh, picked off a pass right near the goal line there. 94, nice effort, Zach. Preston Smith, a guy that has flash potential and was, was drafted high but also kind of disappointed recently. He did have a very nice sack there in the first quarter. Um, Aguilar, silly TD on 36. Yeah, so this one, if you haven't seen yet, you'll catch it on SportsCenter. So, uh, you know, five guys had a chance to sack Carson Wentz, and he juked them all. Yep. And then it was scramble drill, and um, Aguilar broke free from Swearinger, and Carson Wentz found him. I mean, it was an awesome play on Wentz's part, but it was one of those where, like, you can only expect the secondary to cover guys for so long. Yep. And, um, you know, it just you – know, There's more on the front seven. Yep. Cuz uh, misses 80. Uh, just a bad pass to James, Jameson Crowder. 14. Bubble works, exclamation point. So 14 is Ryan Grant, who you may know uh, most of us hate oh, uh, because Jay Gruden loves him and uh, <laughs> never does anything on the field. But I will say, I'll, I'll t- take advantage of this note to say that Ryan Grant acquitted himself nicely today. He, he contributed a few times. So they, it, I've always thought it was weird. Like some of the beat guys were saying all summer that they, they were throwing him a lot of bubble screens in practice, which is so weird because like that should be for the, for like the shifty fast guy. Right. He's, he's not that. Um, but sure enough, they did it and picked up 30-some yards. So good for him. 20 wastes cutback? Uh, 20 is Rob Kelly. And this is just a sort of a commentary on the fact that, you know, he, it was, again, he sort of maybe is off the hook today because the offensive line overall was disappointing and he did not have a lot of holes, which is the case all through the preseason. But there was, a, there was this one time and maybe another time where I just felt like maybe there was more to be had than he got. He doesn't – he still is – he's the kind of guy that, you know, they, they, classically they say gets what's blocked, but – He's like pretty much never getting more than what's blocked unless he just trucks a guy. Um, so like he he had a, at least one lane, and it's just he he lacks that acceleration to take advantage of it. Yeah, his nickname is Fat Rob, not Shifty Rob, though. Thank you. Uh, Cox Whip seventy six strip sack. Morgan Moses got brutally um, undressed by uh, Fletcher Cox for a, a bad strip sack there, and then Morgan Moses went on to give, allow three sacks on the day, so he had a terrible showing, and supposedly afterwards. Um, it was it was revealed by Jay Gruden that he has he, he sustained some kind of an injury, I guess, at the beginning of the game, and that's why he sucked. But boy, did he suck! He should have come out. That's former Virginia Cavalier. Yep. Morgan Moses. Ninety-seven blows up run. Uh, Ninety-seven is a number that most people won't know because he's never done anything. That's Terrell McLean, the new guy, and he was like uh, missing all summer, not not causing any impact plays. But um, I thought it was notable that he did make at least one where he got in the backfield and and made a tackle for a loss. Twenty-nine blows up lateral. 29 is Kendall Fuller, um, who had the sweet play. He had a couple where, of nice plays, I thought. Yeah, he looked really good today. He was one of the bright spots. Um, and it seems like maybe he's, he's ready to be a legit player now. Um, but um, Philly called this weird sort of like um, sideways. It wasn't really supposed to be lateral, but it turned out turned into one. And he just, he just exploded it, and um, it turned into a turnover. So that was an awesome play by him. 11 drops bomb. That's uh, prior. Um, is that the one that says parentheses hold? Yes, sorry. Yeah. So, like, it, it, wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have counted anyway because Jordan Reed got called for holding. But gotcha. um, he broke free and was, and was wide open in the end zone. It was like he made a diving attempt on the ball, but he, he absolutely should have easily caught it. It was a beautiful pass by Cousins and just dropped it. So it was one of his uh, ugly, several ugly moments on today. What if Terrell Pryor would be a sick defensive back? <laughs> I don't think he's got uh, that in there. Anyway, Cuz misses 80 pressure. Just another bad pass to Jamison Crowder. I'm developing the theme here that he's not on at all. Yeah. 53 blows up, third and one. 53 is Zach, Zach Brown, Brown, of course. Yeah. yeah. He, so he looks great. And I was a little skeptical of his signing because I thought it was very um, 
just kind of odd that that he lasted as a free agent so long and that he only got a one year deal for not that much. Yeah. Um, even though he had been to the Pro Bowl, but I can't th- I can't find the, um, the 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 problem. I mean, I don't I don't know what the uh, what the catch is. He's good. He's really good. He's especially good against the run. He may not be quite everything against the pass that we thought, but um, yeah, this guy's awesome. I hope they sign him to a long term contract. Is he undersized? He reminds me of another guy. I can't think. Of I don't his think name he right is. Now. He's like pretty tall. I think he's six six two or something. Huh. Um, was he a walk-on? He's just crazy fast, like a track dude. Yeah, he's always been a little bit underrated, I believe. And awesome player against the run, man. He had a bunch of nice plays. Yeah, uh, eighty fumbles, punt. The Crowder, Jameson Crowder, normally reliable. Yep, the punt, coughed it up. Eagles methodical TD drive. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Yeah. Sturgis missed PAT. Yeah, it didn't really end up mattering too much, but that's the Eagles guy. He missed one. Side note, uh, you know, I'm down here in Raleigh. NC State had a game yesterday. They won, but they missed a point after. And somebody asked the coach about it in the post game, and he didn't realize that it happened. That's a bad luck. <laughs> he didn't know that his team missed one. Anyway, uh, Darby gross ankle. Do you see that? No. Oh, man. Ronald Darby, who the Eagles traded for like two weeks ago, he's probably their best cornerback. Uh, his ankle just turned into a pretzel, nice. uh, dislocated his ankle. So. That would be a huge loss for them. I mean, supposedly he's going to have an MRI to figure out if he needs season-ending surgery, but that was ugly. 92 tip, 91 pick six. That was awesome yeah, watching big, the fat guy Ryan Jernigan. That was sweet. Touchdown. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, Stacy McGee, the new free agent, um, got a finger on it. And then uh, Kerrigan returned his third career uh, interception for his third career touchdown, which is pretty sweet. 53 is real. That's more Zach Brown. We basically covered yeah. that. And then CT sick TD. I know that's Thompson. Yeah. My question yeah. for you, that play was amazing. It's a great highlight. Uh, should Thompson be more than a third down back? Um, I, I mean, I like where he is. I think he needs to be featured more prominently, like a little bit in every way, but yeah. that's not to say that he should get a lot of early down carries. I mean, he's still not really built for that, but they got to get him involved in the passing game, especially while cousins is not clicking with, you know, basically any wide receivers. Yeah. And he, um, any more touches he can get, I'm happy with. Is he not built for it? Or was it more – wasn't it just that he had had a bad back injury and so, like, he just didn't want to give him over reps? Like, is it is he yeah. undersized or are they still I mean, just, like, worried that he's a little fragile? I guess that's a fair question. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure that he was incapable of running between the tackles. I mean, that's, every once in a while they ask him to. But I, I just think it's like he's super important to the team now. And if you're yeah. going to bang him up, you know, I don't – Yeah, he is. He's kind of like – I hate to, to stereotype, but he's a little, like, sprawl. Where like he, you know, yeah. he just he, he's great in what he does, but you you fear if you feature him yeah. anymore, it'll start diminishing. I think that's right. All right, let's go to the second half um, and uh, let's get through these notes. Uh, turning my phone back on. Sorry, I went <laughs> off. D giving up some three Ds. Yeah, we talked about third that. Downs, third down yeah. conversions, just continuing. Jernigan drills, cuz. Yeah, he. I think he beat Laveo, and um, yeah, that's one of the Eagles' new guys. And so you know, it's worth saying that. First You're a big fan Redskins. of Laveo, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, not so much. The, the Redskins' offensive line looked really bad today. And, I mean, I, it's – you know, the Eagles' uh, front four slash five slash, I guess, front seven, I mean, they, they're just really good. They got some studs up there. And, um, you know, that, that was probably a big part of it. But Jernigan whipped Laveo and crushed. You know, Cousins doesn't take a lot of big hits, but that was one right there. Yep. Uh, Cuz uses legs. Yeah, so several Scrambling. plays. Like, he, he had like a – I think he had a yeah he I think he ran one at least one legit read option and he scrambled a few times and um that was the one thing was just like I was texting with a buddy actually listeners know him as Mike Honcho he's been a, he's a frequent friend of the pod but um oh, is uh, somebody we else saying, that you, you used up to that point instead of talking to me 
<laughs> Go ahead. Somebody else in the Rolodex. Uh-huh. He, we were saying up until the, the interception that Cousins was not playing well at all. In fact, he was having a bad game, but he wasn't looking like oblivious or like, kind of like lost. And, he, you know, he was showing some good awareness, actually, in terms of like when to tuck it and when to get rid of it, stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I was, I was impressed with some of what he did in terms of running, but that was about all I was impressed with on him. 20 angry stuff arm. With most people, I would think that you uh, had a typo and meant to say stiff arm, but with you, you probably are being clever and actually meant stuff arm. Is that the case? <laughs> no, I wish. It was a typo. Rob Kelly ah. had, did have a pretty sweet stiff arm. Uh, well, yeah, if he stuffed the guy. Um, Cuz, sweet third down to 83. Uh, yeah, he, so he had one, one other, okay, yeah, so that was like one pass he made today that I really liked because he kind of created a little bit. He sidestepped the guy, moved around in the pocket, and then had a nice uh, conversion to Brian Quick. So it was like, okay, this is something we need a lot more of, and he, he did not do any more of it, but it showed some growth, I think. Quick, who graduated from? App State. That's right, another North Carolina connection. You know, I love to point those out. Failed in RZ. I believe that's red zone. Yeah, just another failed red zone attempt. Not the worst failure in the red zone. We'll get to that one. Uh, mm. They don't trust 18. Yeah, Doxon hardly played, and it was kind of like – Yeah, what? I noticed that what? too. I'm like, is he, is he hurt? Supposedly he's healthy. And, I, I mean, I, I think it's basically just he hasn't been practicing enough and they don't trust him yet, uh, which, you know, I actually think is fine. I'm not, like, all up in arms they didn't play. I mean, clearly the other options weren't um, – yeah, really Year working. two, you, I mean, you got to be – Contributing something. Yeah. No, 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 no doubt. I mean, I think they still have big plans for him for the, for the year. I just think, you know, for this game, I, yeah, I think they maybe felt like he wasn't ready. He's been hurt on and off. So they got to figure it out, out how, to, you know, th- this week, if he, if indeed he's healthy, um, you know, they need to inject him because, like, he just, you know, they weren't using him. Cuz yelled at 71. That's Trent Williams, right? It's pretty interesting. It is Trent Williams who's probably got the most credibility of anybody on the offense. If, sure. If, you know, if it's not Cousins. And, um, he, uh, we think he probably made some kind of adjustment, some kind of blocking adjustment for the play. Like Williams decided to do something that Cousins did not like. So he pretty much chewed him out, even though they converted and made a first down on that play. Um, I thought that was, said something about, you know, his comfort level with sort of, you know, being in charge now, which I guess is good. Uh, just was notable. 24, 36 paying off. Those are secondary guys. Yeah, it's interesting that I, I said this about well, – first of all, Norman did have a really good game, so there's nothing wrong with him. I thought Breland had a decent game. Yeah, Breland had a really he good game. He had a couple game. nice breakups. He sure did. He looks, he looks good again, too. At, at, uh, at the time I, I wrote that, um, I guess I had been impressed by some a couple of hits that uh, Swearinger made and at least one play in coverage. But o- over the course of the whole game, Swearinger actually didn't quite live up to all the preseason hype. Yeah, I kind of like the secondary, though. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's upgraded for sure. Uh, from from the safeties, uh, you know, we didn't even get the chance to talk me and you about the the Sua Cravens thing, but um, yeah, I saw you covering that. That was weird as heck. But it's super uh, weird, and still we'll talk is, about that on a down week when, or yeah. maybe maybe a week where there's fewer Brents. The corners for sure, though. Norman, Norman Breland, and Fuller all look good. Yeah, uh, fourteen doing some things. Ryan Grant, yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah, he, yeah. um, he kind of handled it today. Hashtag Cuzbone. This was was it just a bad pass or was it a bad decision and a bad pass? Well, he, he was, uh, led to an interception as he lobbed it over. It was inexcusable, absolutely atrocious play. Um, <laughs> really killed them. And um, you know he had a guy in his face. Crowder was probably the right read. It looked like he had him, and it looked yeah. like even with the guy in his face, he probably could have had him. But he sort of threw it leaning back, and it was just an atrocious pass. So. It was nineteen seventeen at that point, right? 
Yes. So they were looking to go up 24-19 or, at the worst, go up 20-19 to 19 and then Absolutely. put it back on the defense. And, and pretty well. asked about it afterwards, Gruden just, you know, basically he just – the first thing he said, there, somebody, some reporter just said very sort of open-endedly, what, what do you think about that play? And he said, well, we were down by two, you know. And it was like <laughs> – he just, he just cannot do that. And, yeah. and that, you know, my whole thing with Cuz and why I was so prepared to pay him – was that I thought that that kind of thing would stop happening? Well, you invented the term, man. You you're the one who said there's all there's a a game. Ah. And there's a I was say a gamely instead of daily. There's a weekly cuzbone. Yeah, there's go, always going to be one. So. Well, I mean, it, I guess it's naive of me. I certainly can't. I you know I gotta I gotta I gotta adjust my expectations. What you need is for him to just go ahead and throw a cuz bone in the first quarter. So then you'll be like, hey, just a good knock chance. it out. We, good chance we got out of the way. We can adjust to this yep. now. We got yep. time to come back from the cuz bone. When it's late in the game like that, it's difficult to recover from. <laughs> uh, Wentz missed Aguilar. 24. Uh, yeah, he had so, Aguilar had beaten Norman uh, deep. And um, easily could have been a long touchdown that would have kind of exposed Norman, but uh, the pass was too far. And where where did Aguilar come from anyway? I'm yeah, good question. Was uh, Wentz magic? Uh, you know that was just commenting on some of that stuff. He was just just silly school. Yeah, he, does, he, he does he does look like he's got maybe a little Romo in him um, sometimes. Yeah. Prior drops, we sort of hit on this. Yeah, but the, 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 he had a critical one on the last you know last ditch effort, the last time that they were going to get the ball, basically right before. Um, or maybe it was the, maybe I'm wrong. It possibly was a drive right before that. They needed to go. They would have needed to go 99 yards for a touchdown. And um, you know he had he was he had a ball hit him in both hands for a first down and just straight dropped it. So it's a big problem with them right now. And then Graham sack fumble blown call, which yeah. was I thought that one was pretty clearly out of his hands. And it, and like the way it, I don't know. I thought that one was pretty clear. I was very surprised very that surprised that didn't get overturned. It's kind of like they didn't care. Yeah, yeah. I think Bomani tweeted like those refs had to like let's let's get on home, uh, you know, body language on like super ah, obvious. You know what? Like, yeah, it's, let's just you know what? It's better. They probably weren't going to come back. Let's just call it. <laughs> um, but you got to hate that. So, uh, but I thought you had the right attitude about it. It wasn't you know. Uh, That's not why they lost. It it's not like they right. were going to score a touchdown on that play. Um, but uh, but it was a bad call. Those are Brent's notes. Maybe I can see, longest, Hayes, that was far too many notes. You're right. Maybe, maybe we'll, we'll streamline see, them next maybe, time. You know, you're just excited about the season. No, look, you know, just yeah. a little, little – it's like overthrowing your first pass. That's all. It's nothing big. just shows <laughs> that you're – we'd rather have too many than too few. It'd be like, man, Brent didn't even seem to care already. That'd be bad. <laughs> um, but because of the long notes, we should uh, – well, I did want to mention how it was uh, nice. I think I saw you in person for the first time since we began the broadcast. Is it's that, a beautiful thing. And uh, But because of the new technology and the poor technology where we were hanging out, we did not get to record a, uh, a broadcast. But yeah. we're back on it for week one, and we'll stay after it for all 16 games. We, you know, we do have other lives, so occasionally – we may be off, uh, you know, launching on a Tuesday or something like that. But for the most part, we'll get them out to you either late Sunday night or Monday. And uh, we're excited for another season of the Burgundy Blog Blogcast. Brent, any final thoughts about the game or uh, anything else? Nope, they just got to get it fixed in a real hurry because if next week is ugly too, and by the way, it's the Rams at the Rams. Oh, who looked Bay, really good today too. They, they looked awesome today against, albeit a terrible opponent. No, that, that's both literally looked good because the white uh, horn helmets, I think, yep, were cool as yep. shit and uh, looked good in how they played too. Uh, well, you the, know, that's, that is Colts our recently departed offensive coordinator, Sean McVay, is their new head coach. Wow, interesting. Um, so, yeah, that'll be an itching matchup. And, they got to uh, get it fixed. If, if it's um, – 
if they lose, and, and certainly if they lose badly, I mean, this whole thing is going down the toilet rapidly. The, uh, the bright side, I'll say this. You don't know if the Eagles might be this year's Falcons. They might, Or yeah, Panthers they might. two years ago. Wentz does look like he – I don't think they are, but they might be. They probably aren't. But Wentz does look like he is a yeah. very, very good quarterback and is going to be a consistent top ten possibly yeah. in the NFL for the next few years and maybe I climb agree. on up there into the top five. So um, did not didn't look like you were losing to a terrible team. Right. But a, a loss nonetheless, and it's 0-1. Um, Do you see Peterson got the Gatorade bath, by the way? I did. I did not see that. Week for, one. For what? For just the, 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 the W? For the dub. Uh, uh, Gatorade Bass are a little bit, uh, little bit, little bit watered down, if I may. Uh, all right. For Brent, I am Hayes from Sports Channel 8, and this has been the Burgundy Broadcast.